Buenos dias from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 30th of March, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Kicking off, the president of Spain, Pedro Sanchez, is back in the news after surviving a vote of no confidence. He announced government replacements during a live appearance from La Moncloa on Monday the 27th. Hector Gomez, member of the Congress of Deputies, will be the new Minister of Industry, Commerce, and Tourism, replacing current Minister Reyes Barroto. Jose Manuel Miñones will be assuming the health minister role from Carolina Darias, as both women will be leaving their governmental positions. Both are candidates in the municipal elections that will be held in May, um, and their resignations are required. However, replacing two women with two men hasn't gone down particularly well with the base, especially considering it goes against the equality law that the government is promoting where they want a higher level of female representation in positions of power. With the changes, it goes from 63% to 53% of female ministers, which is still above the law's recommendations, but it's another sticking point for opposition parties to cling to. Sanchez was notably absent at the weekly Congress meeting on Tuesday the 28th and Wednesday the 29th as he was in China. Jose Manuel Miñones, a new health minister, debuted as a minister in parliament on the topics of cannabis for medicinal purposes. Looks like another uphill battle for the government this week as Brussels scolds them over legislation again. Monday the 27th, the EU Commission announced it has opened a preliminary disciplinary brief against Spain and other EU member states for not meeting the 31st of January deadlines. As part of its deadlines to benefit from European funding, the Commission is asking countries to reform legislation incorporating a new standard that helps companies transfer, merge, and divide companies in the community space, something which would make it much easier for Ferrovial, the new Spanish, the Spanish company we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, to move its headquarters to the Netherlands. The new community legislation mainly aims to establish better cross-border level safeguards that prevent companies from merging, dividing, and transferring to other member states for the sole purpose of lowering the taxes they will have to pay. While Brussels berates EU member states, the Spanish government could be exposed to more berating from the public. After AIREF, the independent authority agency created by the government that is responsible for fiscal responsibility, released a report concluding that around a million Spaniards will bear the brunt of price and contribution increases. Specifically, 65% of the increase in tax contributions to leveraging rising costs and pension reforms in 2023 will fall on those earning more than 54,000 euros annually. Boo-hoo. Considering Spain is run by the Spanish Socialist Workers' Party, PSOE, this shouldn't be much of a surprise. However, some are concerned that putting the brunt of costs fully on the highest and youngest earners could further deter wealth creation, meaning everyone could end up worse off in the long run. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the environment as Catalunya, Catalunya leads the way with its low emission zone plans, or La Zonas de Barajas, otherwise known as ZBEs. In a press conference on Tuesday the 28th, the government spokesperson Patricia Plaja confirmed that ZBEs as part of their air quality plan would be extended to the entire territory depending on the needs of each municipality, and that the Catalan Generalitat will provide each municipality with tools to design mobility measures based on the needs of their areas. On Wednesday, the 29th, the plans were published on the government's participation portal, allowing residents to have their say on the measures and to make suggestions. Speaking of Catalonia, on Tuesday, the 28th, Clara 
Ponsati, Catalan pro-independence and member of the European Parliament MEP, was arrested, detained, and subsequently let go after returning to the capital five years after living in exile. Clara Ponsati, who arrived in Barcelona on Tuesday, was swiftly detained following years of evading an arrest warrant from the Supreme Court over the 2017 failed independence bid. In 2017, while serving as the Catalan education minister, she was identified as a key organizer of the referendum, which Spanish judges deemed illegal. She fled to Brussels with the ex-president of Catalonia, Charles Pigmonte, and other ministers. Since then, she assumed the position of an MEP and has lived in Brussels and Scotland because she has parliamentary immunity. Ponsati is awaiting trial for disobedience, as the Supreme Court has already withdrawn the charge of sedition. March is nearly over, but it has been a strange month weather-wise in Spain as wind, strong sun, and fluctuating temperatures have kicked off spring. On Thursday the 23rd, a huge forest fire by the border between the provinces of Castellón and Teruel in eastern Spain set off alarms. The fire, which is spreading rapidly because of strong winds, is being controlled by air and ground resources to prevent the fire from advancing towards the Sierra de Espada Natural Park. As of Monday the 27th, it had been announced that more than 4,300 hectares had been destroyed and residents of Pavias Torralba del Pinar and Higueras had been instructed to leave their home. Also on Monday, Pedro Sanchez traveled to Barracas, where he re- he was received by the president of the Generalitat Valenciana, Shimo Puig, to discuss what could be done to prevent and better control incidences in the future, especially after a summer season marked by forest fires and subsequent devastation. Moving on to energy, according to news outlet El País, Spain has received a shipment of Russian crude oil, the last one uh, a year ago. Since then, not one single drop has arrived because of the sanctions. However, Spanish crude oil consumption hasn't decreased much, according to Noema. Spain still consumes around 1.1 million barrels a day in January 2023, slightly lower than in 2022, with 1.2 million barrels a day for 2022. As Spain doesn't produce any crude of its own, it relies on imports from other countries, which until the war was mainly Russia. Now Latin America is emerging. Brazil is leading the way with more than 12.7 million tons of oil arriving in Spain in May last year, after Asia, which previously imported Brazilian crude, now gets its heavily discounted oil from Russia. Spain also imports crude from the U.S. However, U.S. crude tends to be light and not ideal substitute for Russia because, according To experts, Brazilian crude is generally very similar to Russian crude and is ideal for diesel and aviation kerosene. More investigations by Brussels as they calculate that closing 2022 Spanish unemployment figures published by Eurostat could be incorrect. According to Brussels, Eurostat, the government agency that investigates and produces European statistics, reportedly closed the 2022 Spanish unemployment figures at 3.03 million but it needs to be recalculated as Brussels has weighed in. A further 1.07 million are unemployed and 1.1 million are underemployed in Spain. Underemployment is defined as the underuse of a worker, like highly skilled workers in lower paid positions, low-skilled jobs, part-time contracts for those who want to work full-time, and unemployed workers seeking jobs. Those unemployed seeking work are often considered inactive in traditional statistics, as are people who cannot work because of dependence or those who are discouraged from looking for positions. Next up, let's talk tips. Traditions and sociocultural ways of doing things run deep, often deeper than we think. 
what one country might accept as normal is not for another and vice versa, which can be beautiful, but can also cause some frustrations. In a recent tweet by a New York waitress who tweeted about how much she dislikes Europeans when dining promoted questions in Spain and worldwide about tipping culture, she added that the U.S. needs to ban Europeans from traveling there until they learn how to act after a group of Spanish diners didn't leave a proper tip in the restaurant she works, at least as defined by her. Twitter users flock to argue their point, some arguing that if U.S. companies paid wait staff better, they wouldn't rely on tips, while others agreed that Spanish tourists particularly are some of the worst tippers. Still, it's worth noting that in Spain, leaving a tip is optional. Nevertheless, what do you think? You always leave a tip? Anyway, that's it for this week. Want to have the coolest t-shirt ever? We got it. You can buy our 100% unbleached organic cotton grown and ginned in Texas, spun and knit in the Carolinas, sewn and printed in Missouri t-shirts. Most environmentally friendly new t-shirt that you can buy in the United States. If you happen to be there, what's your take on tipping culture? Let us know at Spain at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.